0: The Kyler Murray conversation is still swirling. It's fascinating. I'm going to talk about it. Is Vance Joseph getting more of a pass than he should? I'll discuss. And listen, the 2022 NFL schedule for the Arizona Cardinals is going to be a roller coaster of emotions. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. I'm back uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the month of June. Taking Mondays and Tuesdays off. Um, Alex Lancy here, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Wednesday through Friday in the month of in the month of June free and available on all platforms again I'm your host Alex Clancy we've got a lot to talk about in these next 3 days got a couple big name guests coming on bringing back the uh, the big guest train for the rest of the week Thursday and Friday I'll discuss those a little bit later today's podcast is going to be jammed man this Kyla Murray conversation I've been having over Twitter with multiple people thank you to everybody you know who engages this is what makes sports fun This is the the engagement between the podcast is equally as fun to the actual podcast itself because this is all just conversations surrounding one of the more polarizing teams in the NFL. A lot of national media doesn't believe in the Cardinal. Never did. Hasn't. You know, I had Mina Kimes on. I had Michael Jr. on. The question marks surrounding the Cardinals remain the same regardless of their record. And that's an interesting thing because not a lot of organizations deal with that. Not a lot of organizations say, oh, I don't care what their record is. I don't believe it until I see them win a playoff game. I don't believe it until they go week one through week 16 or 17 over 2020 and 2021. People aren't believing it. So the conversation obviously is centralized around Kyler Murray going into his fourth year, wanting a contract before the season starts. Does he deserve one? Does he not? Should he get max? Should he not? Like there is a lot of people out there that don't believe in Kyler Murray. And sure, I'm Kyler Murray guy, okay? I've seen the history of the Arizona Cardinals quarterback room. Now, aside from a couple veterans who have come over, and Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer, ain't been much. And people forget how many quarterbacks the Arizona Cardinals have had that, who have been bad quarterbacks, below average quarterbacks. And... When you see a guy like Kyler Murray, who's not, you know, a Justin Herbert size, you know, like it's like, oh, he's too small. He can't see over the line. He always gets hurt. It's his fault. The team has has fallen, uh, fallen down the last two seasons. You know, he's he's unreliable. He's a bad leader. He doesn't like some of those things. There's there's merit to them. His leadership skills need to improve. Absolutely. He's not the first quarterback in the history of the damn NFL who's been you know, demonstrative on the sideline when things seem to all be falling apart, which is what happened the last two halves of the last two seasons for the Cardinals. But if you look around the NFL, how many quarterbacks would you rather have than Kyler Murray? And I think that it's important to have perspective on what else is out there And infuse that into your thought process of who the Cardinals have calling the plays. And when you look at what else is out there, you've got your one percenters, okay? You've got your two percenters, I guess, the young up-and-coming guys, you know, Herbert, Burrow, etc. And you've got the older dudes like Rodgers and Brady, and I'm sure they're still one percenters. But... People hold too much weight, in my opinion at least, and drop in the chat if if you disagree with me, that very few quarterbacks have done what a good number of quarterbacks are doing now at a young age. This is a new thing. Sure, you have your outliers, but, I mean, Peyton Manning took two years. If not, I think he was 3-13 his rookie year. Go back to Troy Aikman, that's one of the storied ones. They were terrible his rookie year. And you go with guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, guys that were drafted by three of the most stable organizations in the NFL today. And then you go to Kyler Murray. And it's not to say that the Cardinals haven't improved from where they were in the past, where they were you know, a, a bottom dweller for a long time. And obviously there's been more wins recently, the Bruce Arians years, and then taking away 2018, they've gotten better and better, but this is the traditional natural progression of a young quarterback. And when you compare it to the potency of things that rarely used to happen, which is happening a lot more frequently now, paints this different picture on Kyler Murray's evolution as a quarterback. And I don't think that specifically is necessarily fair. I don't think that's necessarily fair. I think that it's more Cliff than Kyler. Personally, that's my thought process on it. I can see the other way around. I love having discussions about it. I love having discussions about why people think that Kyler Murray's not the guy. Let me put it this way. Take Kyler Murray off this roster the last three seasons and put Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr or Andy Dalton, who's winning more games? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that it's Kyler Murray. What he's done to the city of Phoenix is given them, given Cardinals fans something they've never experienced before ever a franchise quarterback who's been drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. That's never happened with any sort of longevity, with any sort of success. And just because he hasn't won a playoff game through his first three seasons, doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve a whole lot of cheese. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve to have the key to State Farm Stadium forever, <laughs> you know, like for as long as, as long as this works, I don't understand the vast polarization between fan with fan bases, defending the front office who an organization that's never won anything and a young quarterback, who's not perfect yet in year four, going into year four. That's what I don't understand. Please. I implore you take this with you. Look at him in a vacuum. Don't look at him compared to other quarterbacks because the other quarterbacks don't matter. It doesn't matter what Justin Herbert's doing. It doesn't matter what Joe Burrow's doing. It doesn't matter what Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or the old dogs. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing except for what Kyler Murray is doing for this organization. Take that home with you. Chew on it. It's delicious. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. This episode of Locked on Cardinals it's brought to you by Blue Nile. Today, you know, like there's moments that you can make sparkle, okay? And if you need some help, bluenile.com's got you covered. Locked on sports listeners, get 50 bucks off purchases or 500 bucks or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement as well, which is a huge deal. Use code locked on at checkout. Uh, Vance Joseph, under a microscope next. You know, if you've listened to this podcast for 10 seconds, thank you. Um, If you haven't, if this is your first listen, you'll get a crash course in my thought process on the overall framework of the front office and the coaching staff and why the Cardinals haven't been able to pull it across the finish line without a severe limp like they have the last two seasons. Am I giving Vance Joseph too much benefit of the doubt? I'll discuss that next. First, Rock Auto. Rock Auto is, you know how parents say that you know, they don't have a favorite child when they're lying to you. I don't have a favorite live read. If I were to have a favorite sponsor, it would be Rock Auto. Because, because I don't know jack bleep about cars. Rockauto.com makes it easy. I don't have to go to a chain storefront. I don't have to be like, yo, I need help. I don't, I know my car is four wheels. I know there's an engine in there somewhere, steering wheel, gas is on the right. Like I got that stuff down. Everything else, no idea. So that's why RockAuto, it streamlines the whole process for you. Their prices are reliably low. They don't charge you that stocking fee. There's no supply chain issues. They're not going to upcharge you 30, 40, or 50%. And you can do it in your pajamas, man. Go to rockauto.com and just type in what you need. Two couple days later, boom, front doorstep. Go to rockauto.com, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they you know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Second segment here. Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time listening, thank you. If it's your second time listening, thank you. Why not make tomorrow your third? We have a huge guest. We've got a huge guest tomorrow and a huge guest Friday. I like doing this during the offseason because it brings some national, you know, um, angles. It's something we talk about every day. Whether people agree with me or disagree with me, I love it. I love getting guys that and, and women who are. Super smart and look at the game from a bird's eye view as opposed to what we do here um, in the Valley every day. It's just, it's a nice little wrinkle. And it's something that I think is very important as well, because like there's a bunch of different ways I can talk about a bunch of different things. I have no shortness, you know, shortage of content. There's, I mean, the Cardinals, like they are just a gift that keeps on giving, which is fantastic. And that's on a slight that's positive, negative, whatever. There's always stuff going on, which is great. And I love getting people on who talk about all the teams so they can compare things and they they can talk about things from a much more broad and pragmatic level, as opposed to, the, you know, you know the, the microscopic level that we're breaking things down here on a day-to-day basis at times. So I'll talk about the guests that I'm having on, um, Thursday and Friday, big names. Um, I'll talk about that in the third segment, but Vance Joseph is getting some blowback here. Uh, for those that haven't listened before and are listening for the first time or watching, thank you. I do appreciate it. Um, I love doing this. I love, you know, growing the audience, uh, having conversations. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, follow the podcast at locked on AC card, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you'd like. Um, I see the pie chart of blame, if there were to be one going as so. Like 40% I would give to Steve Kine because I don't think that he builds rosters uh, effectively enough and deeply enough to warrant the longevity of a 17 game season plus playoffs. That's one. Um, I would give probably 30% of the blame to Cliff Kingsbury because I don't think that he's equipped to elevate talent on a roster. Like other coaches are. He's obviously got them from three to five to eight to 11. I don't know why he gets credit from people from how bad the roster was in 2018. Like they didn't have Kyler Murray, they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins in 2020 when he came in. Like it's different. I don't understand the comparison, but give 30% of the blame to him because what we saw in week one of last year was the same problems. Even though the Cardinals blew out Tennessee, I saw in the first drive turnover by the defense. False start, inside the 10-yard line, penalty, timeout, field goal. That's what I saw from the Cardinals' offense. I put that on Cliff Kingsbury. Penalties, I put on the coach. You put on the coach because that's discipline, that's reps, that's practice. I put that on the coach. So that's 30%. So that's 70 left. I'll give Kyler Murray 15%, and I'll give Vance Joseph 15%. And I think that that's fair because, like, Vance Joseph – I have some numbers here in a second. But what Vance Joseph did in 2020 was what Cliff Kingsbury couldn't do in 2021. Chandler Jones went down week five, I think, against the Jets, out for the year. That defense got better after Chandler Jones went out. That's what a coach does, elevates the talent on the roster, regardless of if the best player on the field is on the field or not. 2021, DeAndre Hopkins goes out, everything falls apart. Everything falls apart. And that's not the only thing that happened, but obviously it's a very integral part of the offense when your wide receiver one gets injured and he's out for the year. And then they just lose a whole bunch of games afterwards. Defense got better in 2020 when Chandler Jones went out. Offense got worse and didn't adapt at all when DeAndre Hopkins went out in 2021. That's the differentiation between the two. That's why I side more with Vance Joseph and give him more of leeway and more benefit of the doubt because we've seen him elevate talent. We've seen him do it from the head coach of the defense and his ability to maintain when things don't go perfectly. And that's why I give Van Joseph the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I give him too much. It's possible. Like the, you know, the biggest conversation that's had on Twitter, et cetera, is does he not play rookies? Cause they're not ready. Or does he not play rookies? Cause he doesn't play rookies. Is that a thing? And The Cardinals are notorious for not like... So it's funny. The Cardinals are notorious for really not highlighting rookies early on. Yet the roster is built as as such where players that are just drafted have to play an integral role or this team's not going to win. I'm going to say that again. The Cardinals are notorious for really not playing rookies early on. But the way the roster is currently constructed, the Cardinals have to play rookies if they want to win because they don't have the depth necessary. Like somebody said this on TV and it was genius. I can't remember exactly who it was, but it wasn't what I said. I think it might've been Mina Kimes on NFL Live. It was, if you're drafting for depth, you're a Super Bowl contender. If you're drafting for need, you're not. And that's kind of where we see the Cardinals. And this is obviously... A very pivotal and kind of um uh, confusing offseason. I, th- I think confusing's fair. I don't think that's I don't think that's a slight. I think it's a confusing offseason. And we don't really understand the direction of where Steve Kime is taking this roster. We understand that the offense it's tipped the scale immensely, like unequivocally where the offense is now forcibly the strength of this team. When in fact, the last three years, I think the defense was the strength. So now, like, if the Cardinals aren't a top four or five offense and they win eight games, we're going to have very uncomfortable conversations come this offseason. Even with the extensions. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they will forcibly be, all things considered, even with DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six weeks, I'm going to talk about the schedule. It's very favorable after the first couple weeks during the first half before their bye. But uncomfortable conversations are going to get really uncomfortable if the Cardinals win seven or eight games this year. And I, again, I have had them going 11 and six. I think they're going to front load the hell out of their wins like they did last year. But it's just, it's a confusing offseason. And Vance Joseph, he's going to have his biggest task yet because this defense has taken a step back. There's obviously smart athletic players at every position. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fusion of the 11 guys on the field. Obviously you've got Buda Baker. He's your anchor. Okay. You've got JJ Watt up front. If he can play 12 or 13 games this year, that's a win because regardless of if he's 60 or 70% of what he once was the on the field leadership, the blood, the the messy jersey, like, he's still J.J. Watt. And he has to be accounted for by opposing offensive lines. He just does. Regardless of if he's all pro or not anymore, which obviously is not. But then it's like, is Byron Murphy the guy? Is Marco Wilson going to be the guy part two? Are Isaiah Simmons and Zaman Collins going to be able to withstand the rigors of a 17-week season and excel at some of their weak spots from their first couple years in the league, respectively? A lot of question marks, and and Isaiah Sim or uh, Van Joseph is going to be the conductor, and he's going to have to figure out how to elevate the roster that hasn't really been like with Chandler Jones gone, they haven't done anything to replace the the pass rush. Now I know Marcus Golden is probably the he's got the most thankless job on the defense because all he does is produce and he doesn't get talked about a lot. And that's probably on me. I should discuss him a little bit more, and maybe I will tomorrow. Uh, but overall, Vance Joseph, do I think I give him a little bit more leeway? Yeah, I do. I do. But I also think that he's done his job a lot better than Cliff Kingsbury has, which warrants a little bit more leeway. Now, before we before we do this, before we move on to the schedule, and I know I'm going a little long today, I want to run these numbers down quickly and just show the growth of this defense from when Vance Joseph took over in 2019 through last season. So in 2019, they were 28th in points per game at 27 and a half. And 27th in takeaways, at 17 takeaways in 16 games. Not good. In 2020, they were 12th in points per game at 29 22.9. And they were 18th in turnovers at 21. So they jumped up a bunch of spots in both. And then last year, they were 10th in points per game at 21 and a half and 7th in total turnovers with 27. The growth of this defense is because of Vance Joseph. And that's something that needs to be remembered, especially if things go awry this season and they're looking for somebody to be a scapegoat. Unfortunately, it's going to be him because he's not the one that has the long-term deal. Alex Lancey, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. Coming up next, the schedule. I'm going to give a little taste, okay? We're going to do this way more in depth, but I'm going to give a little taste about the about this schedule because even though there are murderers row spots, we're in Cupcake Alley for like two spots, which is where you have to get wins. It's like it's like the scoring holes at the Masters. It's you know you, you gotta you gotta get wins when you gotta get wins, and there's a couple spots. I'm going to talk about it next. Locked on Cardinals first. Bill Bar, okay. We've done mud pie. We've done the birthday cake puff. Okay. Now it's time. This is, okay. This, I believe, consensus-wise from our Locked on NFL guys and gals is the best tasting, best tasting protein bar on the planet, coconut, brownie, chunk, puff. Okay. Okay. Picture everything your parents told you you couldn't eat when you were younger for breakfast, for dinner, for dessert, whatever in a protein bar that's good for you. Low sugar, low calorie, high protein, high fiber. Coconut brownie chunk puffs, mic drop. Mic drop, okay? Flavors you love, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's, <laughs> what are they? it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. And it's good for, like, it. it's wild. It's good for you. Okay. They taste amazing. You can eat them guilt-free. It's legitimately like eating a candy candy bar for breakfast. It truly is. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to build.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk puffs right now. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked on and get 10% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 10% off at Built.com. All right, final segment. Alex Lance here. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. This Wednesday, Thursday, Friday thing, I got, it. I mean, I can't, I might have to go back to every day, man. I can't only do this three days a week. Um, okay. <laughs> Just a little inside the actor studio there. Okay. We've talked Kyler Murray. We've talked Vance Joseph. And I want to talk a little schedule. Schedule talk is always fun. There's always different storylines. There's always different things to talk about. So, um, I don't know, like, if if you've been listening for a while, thank you. If this is your first listen, thanks very much. I do appreciate it. Hopefully tomorrow we'll make your second listen. Um, I still think the Arizona Cardinals, or I did think at one time that the Arizona Cardinals needed to add another wide receiver if the first six weeks of their calendar, of their schedule, was a murderer's-ish row uh, with DeAndre Hopkins out. And it's a lit. I mean, it is. Their first three games are brutal at home against Kansas City, on the road in Vegas, at home against the Rams. And then, so that's the murderer's role part, okay? And then Cupcake Alley, what did I call it? Cupcake Alley? Um, They go on the road to Carolina, at home against Philly, on the road to Seattle, at home against New Orleans, on the road to Minnesota, and at home against Seattle. That's six games, six very winnable games. So if the Cardinals win... One out of the first three, just say, erring on the side of caution. I mean, they're, what, seven and two through week nine? Like that. Like that. If they win all those games, obviously. I mean, getting two games against Seattle early on is, like, here's the thing. Stacking wins early, like the Cardinals have done. They've gotten pretty good at over the last two years is so much better, in my opinion, than, oh, great. You've got a great cupcake last four weeks of the season. You have no idea what the hell's going to happen. There are like five NFL seasons between now and then. So getting those early wins is – it's important. And the Cardinals playing Seattle twice in four weeks after having to play Kansas City at home, then on the road to the Raiders, then at home against the Rams that eats up two of their home games – like, I know there's a lot of question marks surrounding the roster. I know there's a lot of question marks surrounding Kyler Murray, surrounding Wycliffe, Kingsbury and Steve Kime got contract extensions, like, like the defense, everything. When it comes to the first nine weeks of the season, it is not outside of the realm of possibility that the Cardinals can go seven and two or six and three, which is half the season. Then you got to find five wins elsewhere. You know, like chunking it down that way, we could have a very fun October and half of November. It could be a very, very fun, jolly, happy time to be an Arizona Cardinals fan through October in the middle of December with the with the with the schedules constructed. I'll leave you with that. Alex Sant you locked on Cardinals tomorrow, Benjamin Albright, uh, one of the best national media guys out there insider. He's big in the Broncos. I'm going to ask you a little bit about the transformation of the Broncos organization after trading uh, for Russell Wilson, the comparison between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. That's out there. Benjamin Albright is going to join me tomorrow. Locked on Cardinals. Thank you again for making locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day free and available on all platforms. The first picks of the ultimate NBA mock draft have been made search now for ultimate NBA mock draft and get over 50 insiders, The Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked On, NBA Big Board, etc. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Alex Lancy, Locked On Cardinals. Talk to you tomorrow.